Good afternoon. You're listening to What the Art, our radio show that talks about all things art and culture. My name is Rachel Parsons and I'm the director of New England Regional Art Museum. And today I'm going to be talking with Brisbane-based artist Henry Van Nordenberg. Hello, Henry. Hello, Rachel. Thanks for uh, having me on the show. Thank you for being here. Now, and uh, happy, uh, happy uh, Women's uh, Day today on this very special day. Yes, absolutely. Happy International Women's Day. Now, for people who have recently visited Niram, they may have seen an artwork that has been hung up, but it is covered by a black piece of cloth. Now, the artwork is Composition 35 by yourself, Henry Van Nordenberg. And the reason why it is covered up is because it's part of your ongoing project, the Climate Cover-Up Project. So... Let's have a chat about climate cover-up. Now, my understanding is that this is a protest or a, a piece of art uh, activism that is um, against government inaction towards climate change. So what was the impetus? What was the thing that prompted you to start this project? Well, look, it's been, um, I think like many people, it's been an ongoing uh, frustration over the years and, and pain, uh, pain to turn on your, uh, your phone and watch the news or the TV, which I don't have, uh, but for those that have a TV and watch the news and you see uh, people battling uh, to save their property, uh, you see whole villages being destroyed by fires, um, and this is not the, this is something that's been going on and on, and it's been building uh, bigger and bigger. And it's not just here in Australia; it's in America. Uh, it's last year it was in Siberia. Uh, it was the, uh, the the rainforests in um, in uh, South America. Uh, it's it's so many places around the world where this is an issue. And here we are, as as most most people, we are sitting at our house in our house. Um, I um, watch the news on my phone in the morning with breakfast while I'm sitting in bed um, and it's all good and well to uh, sit in your bed and think uh, how and, and look at how horrible these these images are that you can see uh, but I really felt the need to do something about it. Climate change has been something that's been on my mind for a long time. Um, I suppose the um, the and, and on the other side of the scale you've also got uh, beautiful islands uh, up north um, in the Torres Straits, uh, the Pacific regions uh, that are slowly going underwater. So just to see uh, the, the pain and hear the pain that people go through, um, I, I really thought that it was time that I did something else for it. And it's it really, it's, it's a it's an emotional reaction to that. Um, I do not have any connection with it myself in terms of, I, I through my work and through my uh, day job, I am in contact with people that see it firsthand. I haven't seen it firsthand and also don't, uh, there's no family uh, of mine that have been affected by it. Saying that I am Dutch, so my family live below the sea level um, and it is a great concern. However, that's been like that for uh, centuries and the, the Dutch have been able to, uh, to build the dikes. Um, uh, but how, how much longer for? So it's it's very much it's and it's not even it's not even a, to me it's not even anymore a debate if it's true if climate change is true or not true. If we can do something, if we can make these small steps that are required 
um, that, that's that's the the actions that the scientists ask us to do then it's no skin of our nose um, and we can actually do something about uh, life in general to um to to make it better for other people uh, and for us in the long run uh, the idea that we don't do anything and that my brother's kids in the future will say yes but you didn't do anything about it i don't want to live with that mm. and i don't have any kids uh, but for the next generation i am standing up and i'm saying enough is enough we've got to stand up we've got to do something about this and this is no more a, a game about money this is a game about future generation and the the the, the planet itself um, it's it's not just the people that live on this planet it's also the flora and fauna of this planet and it is an amazing beautiful beautiful place we need absolutely. to keep it that way absolutely and i mean i can hear the passion you have for for this issue in your voice and i must admit for myself i i would also say that i hadn't experienced climate uh, change firsthand uh, but having lived in armadale and in country australia um, the impacts of the drought and the yeah. major bushfires it, it was the first time that i have been so close to experiencing those direct impacts and it certainly has uh, opened my eyes to the reality of of that situation so a bit big part of this work is obviously covering up your your own artwork and you've done this in a number of exhibitions you've been doing on your Instagram account I understand you even did it in some art prizes which is a big thing for an artist to do what is is there symbolism in involved in that action what what does the covering of the work mean to you well it's it's it stops people looking at it for for a moment I mean I'm happy for people to lift the cloth to see what's underneath it that's that's totally fine um, and they will see then that the work behind it is also to do with with uh, climate cover-up with with the climate action um but it's to stop people for a moment and make them think okay this is what the work is about and when they then lift the cloth and see the work they can see a a solemn figure in a landscape that is contemplating uh, or or standing in a place um not knowing what is going to happen next and the works in a way are always that part of where the figure contempl is a contemplation between the moments of distraction so when you have just that quiet moment before anything anything happens people often in bushfire they say that there's this all of a sudden there's this quiet moment and it's a really eerie moment before everything just breaks out and then and these quiet moments are often described as the most horrid moments because you in one way you have this sense of relief but then you become so anxious about what's going to happen next now again i'm speaking i'm saying this from a person who's not been in those situations that's just what i've been told so my works kind of sit also in that space it's a figure a nude figure which is uh, also at this stage it's always been myself placed in a in a in a quiet moments of of, of of between those those disasters um and uh, or in between a landscape and you don't quite know what's happening but it it looks dark now so that's kind of where where the work sits so the action itself i started it in january last year um where I asked all galleries that were showing my work um, to cover my work up. And at that stage, they were, um, there were five galleries uh, that had my work showing. Um, so one was in uh, Wuppertal in, in Germany, one was uh, Basel in Austria, 
um, then it was in um, Rockhampton, uh, and yeah, there's quite a few other galleries that followed followed uh, me in it, and some artists started doing it as well. But the group was very small at that stage. Of course, then COVID broke out, and so people were uh, not allowed to cover the to uh, to lift the cloth anymore, or the galleries closed anyway. Um, so, and I at first I thought, well, I need to leave this issue alone. Um, this is COVID is much bigger. But then after about a few weeks, I thought, wait a moment, and also started reading more about it. And the people said, no, actually, climate change with the with the world world with the the temperature rising in the world, we're going to get more issues like this, or the chance that we get more issues like this, like these these uh, viruses, is far greater. So I started doing it online, and I called for other people to do the same. And um, I have slowed down a little bit in the process, but uh, I am picking it up again. And um, yeah, I just feel it's a it's an important an important issue to do. And I encourage anyone to to join me uh, in that process. And that can be an artist, that can be a florist, that can be anyone that uh, that covers the work up and just with a sign saying this is out of protest against governments in action on climate change. And I say governments. Uh, because it is a global issue. Absolutely. I think it's interesting that you mentioned COVID because I think for me, when you started the project at the, the beginning of 2020, climate change seemed to be the dominant global issue that we were facing collectively. And then of course, COVID came and uh, it occupied so much of our uh, collective psyche, our space, our anxiety. And, and so I think because of that, climate change has been pushed to the side a little bit, but um, it's still, if not more urgent that we uh, address this. It is, it is more urgent. Uh, it is more urgent because it affects not only the human beings like COVID does, but it also affects um, the, uh, the, the, the rest of, of the world. Uh, nature and fauna, flora and fauna. So therefore, it is it is far greater and of, of far greater importance than than COVID is. If we look at the death toll of COVID, of course that's far greater. But then if you look at the death toll of animals, uh, of of all creatures in the world uh, to do with fires, then it's probably it will probably outnumber the the COVID cases. Mm. Um, and it really comes down to that whole idea is that you know people are keen to look after themselves more. Than they are after the rest of the planet, uh, because it's um, they say it goes to cost of the economy. Well, actually, COVID has cost the economy more than the climate change has. And I think uh, if we if we play it carefully, climate change, uh, renewable energies, there's a lot of other things that that we can do, and there's a lot of other industry uh, that we can work in. Without wanting to, I don't want to make it into a a political uh, debate or anything like that, because I, I honestly uh, I um, I try to read as much uh, about it as possible, um, saying that I've got a full-time job uh, and I'm an artist. So it uh, it's, uh, leaves so much time for, um, for, for other things. I, it's just, I, I, I believe in this. I, what I've read about it uh, is pointing in that direction. Um, and that's what my work is about. And um, it's, um, it, it's, 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 I mean, if you look at the work um, in the past, it's always been about displacement and kind of that's where it started off with. And I suppose it started off with the displacement of myself as a migrant um, and uh, being accepted uh, by, by community as a migrant, but also as a queer person. Uh, so it's always that, that's that kind of that anxiety of uh, are people going to accept you who you are when you go to a new place? That's kind of where it started off with in a way. 
Um, but then the climate was a very important part. Uh, water was always a very important part, really looking at the idea of the emotional side of us human beings um, and the power of water. I mean, it's incredible and it's, it's so beautiful. Um, sometimes people say to me, well, my, my, my dad has said to me a few times that if my work is so dark, it's like, no, it's moody. It's not dark. <laughs> um, but because I mean, I can, the, the, the force of nature, the sounds of nature are so moody but so, and so beautiful. Um, that's, yeah, I just like, I just find it incredible to, uh, to, to sit somewhere on the cliffs and listen to the sounds of the waves crashing and, hear, and feel the winds. And we become so, so vulnerable. Um, but so it's such a beautiful part uh, of the world that we live in, in terms of our experiences. Fantastic. I'm here with Henry van Nordenberg on What the Art. We're going to take a quick break to listen to a song from our 80s playlist for our Culture Club launch. And I'll be back with Henry in a moment.
So you're back with What the Art, and I'm still chatting with artist Henry Van Nordenberg. Uh, before we move on to our, our next little session, I, section, I did want to ask you about the technique that you use in your work. You're a photographer, but at the same time, you, um, you have a very unique way of working with the photographic image. Can you take us through that? Yeah, um, so I, th I suppose it came down to this idea of, of uh, wanting to create uh, one of one of works uh, in, in one way in one sense um but i so i it's an inkjet print um uh, so with that inkjet print the uh, the ink sits on top of the paper uh, and with the knife if you scratch the or if you cut with the knife through the uh, the layer of ink you reveal the white underneath it so that's how i draw i draw the highlights of a landscape rather than a uh, rather than the shadows when uh, as you do with with pencil so that's kind of the process and in one way it's a really beautiful uh, uh, symbolic way of, of also saying okay when you when you migrate to a country or uh, if we then look at the idea of, of climate change we are removing things and um, the storms are removing things and what are we unearthing if we do so what is underneath that what is what is it that we're bringing to the front and uh, it's it's the unknown for for all of us what it is going to be in the future and in a way i'm doing the same because underneath that it's white it's like as if we are looking into the you know, outside we're looking into this misty day and we don't know what's ahead of us that's kind of like a quite a beautiful symbolic way of uh, of looking at the process too well, if you want to see some of Henry's work, you can come down to, to Niram. You will, of course, see that the work is covered, but you are invited to lift up the cloth and, and see the work underneath. It is beautiful. It is a very unique way of, of making um, immense detail. It's, it's gorgeous work. So I do suggest everyone comes and has a look. We're going to move on um, uh, to a, a new segment, uh, which we're calling... Our favorite things, open bracket art, close bracket, uh, where we ask um, some of our guests to talk about some of the art that uh, they are really loving right at this moment. Um, so Henry, what artwork have you chosen? Well, why choose one if you can choose many? Uh, that was my first uh, thought when you asked me that question. Um, but I, I think I'm going to say, talk about generally, well, actually, I, I, picked, I picked these artists before I even uh, realized that today it was International Women's Day. But um, uh, there's just a few artists um, who have been at it for a long time. They've been great supporters to the arts industry uh, and other artists and also uh, colleagues uh, in the uh, peer uh, artists or uh, within the educational part. And two of those artists um, are Pat Hoffey and Jennifer Hurd, both amazing artists uh, that are currently showing at the Fireworks Gallery here in Brisbane. And their work is very different, uh, of course, but at the same time, they, they, these are they're very strong women that have been the, um, the, the shoulders for many, many artists and uh, art students in the past, and they really need, uh, deserve much more attention um, than, uh, than they're getting. Now, saying that, um, Jennifer Hurt is in two shows, also at the, uh, the UQ Art Museum with the, the Proper Now uh, show. Uh, but it's, you know, I, yeah, I really, I, I really admire these artists and I think they need much more um, of the limelight. So if, if, if it's okay, I'll, I'll briefly talk about both artists. And I'll start okay, with, sure. Jennifer, with Jennifer Hurt. And that's her Shields works, where she, she creates these beautiful 
pinhole prints, and the prints are about the shields, the shields uh, from her country in far north Queensland. Um, and it's, she kind of describes these little pinholes in the print uh, uh, from the past as the bullets that went straight through the wooden shields that the indigenous people used to protect themselves from the colonizers. The work is beautiful and, and sad at the same time, but the, the attention to detail in the work and the, the uh, patterns created on it, referring back to, um, to the patterns from the of far north Queensland, it's, it's just, yeah, really like, it, it, uh, I have no words for it, but it, it's, it's, it feels so strong, yet yeah, it's so delicate. Wonderful. And the other beautiful work is um, by, um, by, well, by Pat Hoffy. Actually, I had a conversation with Pat Hoffy the other day, and I said to her, hey, Pat, why are these works not sold? And she said, because they are too dark. And I said, well, but they're not. Um, so let me describe the work for you. Um, so it's a, it's a series uh, from the prediction proposals um, series. And they all only, the, so it's a very bright colored painting uh, with bright pinks, reds, uh, yellows, greens, uh, blues, um, and really over the top colors. Like you look at these, these works and think of the colors at, at a um, circus really beautiful, bright, lollipop type of coloring. But then you see in the image right across, it says tomorrow. And underneath that, it says a time. And in this case, the image that I've picked uh, says um, 11.59. Now, of course, that's 11.59 at midnight. So it's counting down to midnight. And of course, then it's not tomorrow anymore. Then it's, well, then tomorrow should arrive. However, we know that tomorrow is never gonna come because it's always ahead of time. So that's, that's there, a countdown of that. Now, the placement of the text is the same as when you turn your mobile phone on. You've got the date, the date and the time there. Now, just above the word tomorrow, in this case, it's got a, a skyline, um, but it's all trees that kind of look like pine trees that have been, uh, have been burned or have, uh, are dead and dry, um, a, a green sky behind it. And then underneath that, you see a small lake there's people standing in the lake, kind of digging to see if there's any nutrients left in the lake. And around the lake are dead animals, animals that have possibly drank the water and have fallen, um, fallen to death. Um, now, in one way, uh, so it looks at that idea of paradise, but paradise gone. These people that are standing around it are, are trying to get the nutrients out. But at the same time, she's also kind of having a quiet dig at uh, Saiboy Chang's heritage of, uh, that, she, that he made in 2013. So it's really quite, it's a very strong work, a work that is referring to a very uh, strong, a very well-known artist um, who is uh, on a very different pay scale as, as most of us, but she's really making a comment about, uh, about that particular work. Her work always refers back to either uh, the, the position of women in society um, the, the way men made remarks on women, or it's about slave labor. And she did another series which was much more on the refugees and the boat people. And so she's always, her work always looks at those disadvantaged. And it's, it's something that is, is in her work, um, but it really is also something that comes through uh, in her everyday life where she looks out for other people 
Um, and as, as long as I've known her, that's what she does. So there's two artists that uh, people should definitely look up if they don't know and to get to know their work uh, better. And we'll have links on the Neuron website so people can uh, have a look at their current exhibitions at Fireworks Gallery. Thank you, Henry, so much for joining me for talking about your work. Can I say one more thing, Rachel? Because the, the I think it's um, I, I really like working my connections with with regional Queensland uh, and other places um, have, have grown and grown in the last few years. Um, and there are some incredible, incredible women uh, that are working in regional Queensland and in not only regional Queensland but also other places. And it really is. It's um, they are a a breath of fresh air. They are a a force to reckon with, and um, you are one of them. Uh, but you know, there's also um, in, in here in Queensland, uh, one of the, the the big dynamites I think is uh, Trudy uh, Lego uh, from Bundaberg, um, Julie Miller Barrett, uh, and Nikilma Williams, uh, a very young Indigenous artist who has recently opened uh, last weekend. Actually, not this. Yeah, last week opened a the Warren Binder Art Gallery. Uh, and just people that are such driving forces um, and it's we need people like yourself and them to continue and you know you've got my votes I really um, I really admire the work that's 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 out there yeah I'm, I'm really glad that's it's um, that we are doing more but I like to see more equality also within the collections in uh, regional Queensland or everywhere really um, and the idea of you know even when you do a group show, so like, okay, well, how many female and how many male artists have we got? And really ensuring that it's equal. Uh, how many uh, whites and how many people of color do we have? Um, and there should all be, be considerations, I think, when we, when we curate an exhibition, unless the exhibition is purely about a group of people, like the amazing exhibition at the moment in, uh, in um, Canberra. Um, and yeah, there should be much more. I, I love it. I love where this is all going. And like, yeah, I'm, um, I can't say it's enough. Well, thank you, Henry. I think that's a brilliant way to uh, end our episode that is, of course, happening during the uh, the week of International Women's Day. Um, a fantastic message for, for all of the, the women and the girls who are listening as, as well, who might want to take up that call and become a leader in the arts themselves. I think it is a really exciting time um, to be part of this industry and to hopefully be part of the leadership of this, this industry as well. Thank you so much for joining me. That's all the time we have on What's the Art. You can find out all about NIRAM events and activities on www.niram.com.au. We have heaps of fantastic stuff coming up. So check out our website. Um, and I'm Rachel Parsons and I will see you soon at NIRAM. Thank you. <laughs>